Well, at least you escaped hell. Yeah, now I'm in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's worse? <laughs> they say purgatory's worse. It's more boring. Because there's nothing there. It's just a fucking black void. At least hell is interesting. There's all kinds of cool people there, you know? Every cool person who ever lived. Bon Scott. Jimi Hendrix. You know? <laughs> Vlad says he needs a couple minutes. Okay. Oh, man. Dude. I'm really sick. Oh, no. Uh, you, your voice sounds different a little bit. Uh, I thought it'd be worse. I wasn't sure how it would go because earlier I was, like, nauseous and stuff. So I was thinking about canceling, but, uh, you know, I think I caught a cold. I got, um, I got the chills. I got the sore throat. This started last night. Oh, last man. night. Yeah. You know, when you feel it coming on. Mm. Yeah, for me, it always starts off, like, I feel like a little, something, uh, like a funny feeling in my nose. I don't know how to describe it, 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 but it feels, like, different. And then then I get a sore throat, and that's how I know it's coming. I, I, yeah, I, know I, I just feel super, like, weak. But anyway, so you watched the wrestling this week, or what? Uh, Just Collision and Dynamite. That's all you need to watch, man. We're not going to really cover the other shit. <laughs> all right. WWE is too slow. It's too slow and convoluted. It's like, if I could summarize the story real quick, I would, but you really can't summarize the story real quick because they're complicated, but they're not even that fucking good or important, you know? Yeah, we're just collision and dynamite, man. We'll maybe talk about WWE a little bit, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything that happened in WWE. Nothing fucking happened in WWE. Hello, hello. Finally. Finally. The Vlad has returned to the Malapart Smart Podcast. All right, we're back on the air. Vlad, we started the show. I was telling uh, Robert that I'm I'm sick. I think I was think considering canceling the show tonight, but I'm being like Michael Jordan and I'm gonna I'm gonna power through. The show must uh -oh. be Yeah. You're having like a, for all you know, this could be one of your best performances. If you feel like your flu game. I don't know, man. I, I, well, I, earlier I was feeling like nauseous, but I think I got a cold. Like I got the chills. I'm nauseated. Uh, I want to vomit, but I'm going to power through. Anyways, welcome back. Whoever's listening, excuse me. Uh, we have rebranded the show. I don't know if you noticed Robert, but there's a new logo. We're not oh, the okay. we're not the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast anymore. We're just the Malapert Smart Podcast. So, All right. Yeah, I feel like it was a little a little sleeker of a name, you know. We're talking about Smarks. We know we're talking wrestling. Okay. So, all right, I'm gonna do my best today to get through this show. We got AEW to talk about. We're gonna do Collision and Dynamite like we usually do. We might see if we can get to some WWE at the end, but hopefully not. <laughs> Damn, that bad? Wow. Uh, yeah, I this this, <laughs> this past uh, because we're recording this on a Friday, so on Wednesday I went out to the bar, Robert, 
and I got carried away with myself. So Thursday, I had to do the whole day like hungover at work, like real bad. And that's when my cold started coming on because I guess I pushed myself too far with the tequila. So then I'm trying to sleep it off when I get home. Like, you know, you made it through work, you survived. And I had Impact Wrestling on and Ring of Honor on Thursdays. And then I'm trying to sleep and I get a call from some chick that wants to come over. And I'm like, oh my God, not a good time. Not a good time. But how can I say no? I couldn't, you can't say no. So I'm like, all right, come over. So I was up all night and then I slept throughout the day today trying to feel better. <laughs> yeah. This guy was first rate problem. He has chicks wanting to call him and come to his house in the middle of the night and he's complaining. But Vlad, hey, you, would, you would say no. You'd be like, no, nah, I got work tomorrow or it's too late. I'm tired already. I'm not going to perform well, you know? It depends. Every situation, I mean, there could be a time I just said that, but there would be a time I probably would say what you just said. Yeah, baby, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have got the sleep. But yes. Well. But anyways. And I just also want to say real quick, if anyone has a problem with me eating, they can stick it up their ass. I just want to say that right now. Oh, that's true. I told it, I told that guy that Salazar guy, whatever the guy who comments comments on our videos, some guy was annoyed that Vlad was eating. I'm like Vlad can do whatever he wants. He's the wrestling expert. A wrestling he's actually a wrestling god, to be honest. God. That's what <laughs> That's what Rick Flair would say. He's a wrestling god. I'm a wrestling god. As I'm far as your god. As far as your knowledge of the business goes and the history of it, well you're up there, man. Your top one percenter, expert. Yeah. All right. So it was your idea. You wanted to talk about um, the Pro Wrestling Insider Top 500 Wrestlers of the Year, right? And mm -hmm. uh, you you thought it was a horrible, horrible list. I can pull it up for you right now. Well, no. I agree. Let's see what we well, got. No, here. I don't. I don't think that the whole thing is horrible. I can't say I know most of these guys at the bottom. I'm just look at the top. I'm just looking to the top ten because I got Seth Rollins number one, Roman Reigns number two. Now, in what world? First, let's start with that. Is Roman Reigns not number one? Okay, I don't understand that. Now you could say, oh, he hasn't wrestled as much. Who cares? So we got He's number one, Seth Seth Rollins. Let's just yeah. make that clear for the audio Seth listeners Rollins. who can't see this oh. list that we put up on the screen. Seth Rollins, yes. Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins number one, and. Roman Reigns number two. So immediately, yeah. that seems weird because everyone's been. Uh, it's cr critical acclaim for Roman, but I don't know if this is about in-ring work or total. You know, I don't really know what this list. I believe it's a combination no, no, no. of things. I, I forgot what they're. I should have had this prepared, but I forgot what they look into. But it's still in no world. Can you convince me? That so Seth, head so Roman's number two, and then Moxley. Than, than number well, three. Moxley, I mean, I really despise Mox. I know you guys know this. So, I mean, but I, at least I kind of understand it. He's a big name. But, I mean, if you want my honest opinion, I thought more of John Moxley way more when he was in WWE. I thought he was a lot better as Dean Ambrose than John Moxley. As John Moxley, he just does the stupidest stuff that comes into his head and he just gets to do it. That makes no sense. And the same but, thing every time, kind of. His matches are time. all very similar, and they do a lot of them. He's in a lot of matches. But at least I will say that he is a big name in the wrestling business. I can't deny that. But 
top three, mm, questionable, but at least somewhat understandable. So then number four is Gunther, but I think a lot of people can't really disagree with that one. That's really... No. I, I'm not mad at that. No, I'm not mad at that. That's, not, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm not then, mad at Gun the Gun Gunther's on the list. I'm mad at the next name. Yeah, the, <laughs> the next name is probably the most ridiculous uh, of the bunch is El Hijo del Vikingo, but he's ahead of MJF at number six. I mean, that is the most insane thing I've seen on any wrestling list of all time. I mean, look, I know somebody's going to say, well, Vlad, you don't watch AAA. You don't know how good this guy is. I understand. But I've seen, I kind of got the picture based on what he does in AEW. And if anybody thinks in their right mind that this guy is a somehow a more valuable or better wrestler or and however, whatever way you want to um, calculate it, the wrestler, then MJF, by the way, should be higher on the list. Should probably be in the top yeah. two or three to top three list at the very at minimum. I mean, yeah, you should at least be a top three. Vlad, the, let me round out, uh, let me round yeah. out the top 10 and then I'll ask you if you made a list for us since you're the expert, you give us the real list. Hey, I made a top five. Yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. So MJF, Okada's number seven. I guess he hasn't, uh, it's not really his prime, but I don't know what's going on over there in New Japan. So he's still been working. Orange Cassidy, number eight. So that's another one that I know Vlad is going to be ridiculous, ridiculing. Yeah, I, um, same here. Me too. I don't want him in the top ten. <laughs> um, Josh Alexander. I guess you can't really talk too badly about that one. He's pretty good. He's just an impact, though. I, I Yeah, I can't because I don't know what he's doing over there. I can't really say. And then Cody Rhodes uh, oh my completes God, the top ten. He's number ten. So, like, yeah. oh, wow. How can that even be? How can that be? It, it, I mean, how could they even make such a thing? Well, this it, list is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But, but the one thing I will say about El Hijo del Vikingo, I'm yeah, trying to. That's the, that's the big one, right? That's like everything else you could kind of maybe make a case for. Like, I know Kahan is the, a big Orange Cassidy mark, even. <laughs> even if it's a, even if it's a work, he doesn't believe what he's saying. <laughs> he's, you know, at least he, I understand it. You know, he's he's being pushed in a top kind of a top company. He's always on TV. He he had that streak where he won thirty two matches or whatever the hell that was. Okay, obviously, it's all nonsense, but still, you could make a case. But well, the thing I'll say, the, the reason I think he came up on this list is I'm just trying to guess. I'm just trying to like just guess what's in these people's mind. But I think if you see him live, it's probably different. Like if you just see him in person, people are probably really freaked out. Like holy fuck, this guy's flipping all over the place. His flips are very impressive. You got to say. Sure. A, as a live attraction, maybe not as a wrestler, but it's just as a live attraction like, you know, like a I don't want to say carnival he's, attraction, but he's 5 foot tall. He can he's like circus act in the in the in, the, in every possible way, I agree. I agree that he's he can make the flips like, like nobody's business. He flips every match, like he flips, and then he does another very high high flipping. risk, difficult flips too. Like flips that dude, if they're a fucking inch off, this guy's gonna fall on his head. He's an expert flipper, man. He's probably the best one. So. <laughs> That alone warrants him being in the top five. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> stop. Stop right there. No, no, no. That's, all right, Vlad. Well, let's hear your top five then. Let's start with you, and then we'll go to Robert after that. 
All right. Well, top five is pretty easy. I mean, I could have done a top ten, but I think number one has to be Roman. Just, I mean, based on all his success as a champion, main eventing all the main you know shows that they've had, being so over, everybody pretty much being invested in this whole bloodline stuff, and him being as a champion has been great. Number two, MJF. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. I think. Well, you could you could make a case for Cody, but I'm gonna say MJF too, just because he's such a an amazing and 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 I think what also works in MJF's favor is that he's so young. Oh, MJF, MJF has been top class, top class. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, I might have arguments with you, but go ahead to your number three. I think three is Cody. I think Cody has been great, pretty much since he came back from his surgery, right? Prior to him leaving, when he was, you know, coming back, and then when he came back, he's been awesome. I think Gunter, at number four, the spine, and I think that's where where they, so where they put him is actually I think exactly where he needs to be. He's the only one on the list that's exactly probably where he needs to be. And five, uh, this is a tough one. I I think you could go a number of different people. I had five you could go either Seth. CM Punk or Sami Zayn. Either one would be fine. I guess if you put a gun to my head. Personally, I'd put Sami Zayn, but I would understand if somebody put Seth as well. All right, so I guess all right. I'd, yeah, I put those at the top five. And mostly WWE guys, as you can tell. Punk obviously was an AEW guy if he had made it, but majority of the guys I would probably put are WWE guys, except maybe like and as far as, far as uh, further down the list, maybe there would be like Samoa Joe would be there, Danielson would be there. They'd be they'd probably complete the top ten. Uh, yeah. Also, I just want to make a case that I think Dirty Dom should be there at least <laughs> potentially not top five maybe, but maybe top ten. Because if they can That's put Orange point. Cassidy, Excellent if they could put point. Orange Cassidy, if they could put Orange Cassidy as eight. I could definitely put uh, Dominic Mysterio at least in the top ten. So. That's just, that's all I got. All right, Robert, I want to hear Robert's. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, so I put Roman Reigns as number one. I I considered MJF uh, possibly number one also just because he, he um, was a, a little bit more active and, you know, um, he was he always killed it like whatever matches he he was part of or like angles that he was he he always killed it so um he was a little bit more active but uh roman reigns was involved in more i guess impactful and matches like he he was he was part of um, uh more big matches so i put roman reigns over mjf but to me it was close but yeah roman reigns won mjf two all right, number three, I actually put Sami Zayn um, because, like, look, the for me the bloodline story, the the blind, bloodline angle was already good before he became a part of it, but he was the catalyst that made it like really explode, and um, it was it became like musty television for me. I, I couldn't wait to see what happens next. You know, um, when when he was part of it, it was so like um, intriguing. Um, I kind of I kind of missed the Sami Zayn bloodline there. <laughs> um, yeah, agree. Co- yeah, I can't Rhodes. I can't disagree too much with that. Uh, Cody Rhodes I put as number four. Um, the reason why I put him under Sami Zayn um, 
I put Sammy three and Cody four is just because for me personally, his uh, his feud with Brock Lesnar personally for me dragged a bit. Like it went on a little too long. <laughs> I think he could have, um, that feud could have ended a little bit earlier and he could have uh, moved on to a different feud. Um, if that happened and if, you know, if that other feud, whatever he moved on to was uh, interesting enough, I, I think I would have put it number three. But as it is right now, I, I have him as, at four. Um, number five, I was debating between either Gunther or Brian Danielson, but I, um, but I ended up choosing Gunther just because he, um, Danielson, there were times that he was out with injuries and wasn't as active as Gunther. And then Gunther had this really long reign as the Intercontinental Champion. So I went with Gunther as, to round out my top five. All right. Here's my list. So I have some discrepancies with you guys. My number one is MJF by a mile, by miles. We just because he works, agree to disagree with that. But. He works more. He's spot on. Even the work in the ring is so perfect. In in AEW, which is amazing, he sets himself so apart. He's like a he's like a top class WWE wrestler in AEW. Um, <laughs> my number two is Roman. Okay, number three I got Cody Rhodes. Just solid, solid work. Even though the the storyline angles have been dragging. Like Robert said, just too many distractions with not really important things. But his work is amazing. He's been the top babyface in the company. He's carrying the show pretty much. And number four, Christian. So yeah. I think he's had a great year, one of his best years, really. He's just well, going for he, the jugular. Where was he on this list? Where was he on this list? I don't know. Let me see. The on it? He's not on the top 25 because I only have the top 25 here. Sami Zayn is number 22. I don't know. We'd have to look at the list. But anyways, and then my number five is Gunther. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. A little bit different. I, I put Christian in there. I mean, I, Sami Zayn and Dominic Mysterio is probably my six and seven, but I didn't squeeze them into my top five. Well, anyways. Well, it just, it's just a crazy list. It's just crazy. It's just nuts. I think the, my point is I understand that this is all like fan – well, not fan-based, but somebody makes these picks – and I used to think that, like, uh, Dave Metzer, Meltzer had the worst picks and whatnot. But this puts a run for its money, too. This is really bad. This is this is just no good. This well, the one, thing, the one thing you can't say about whoever was involved in making this list is that they watch a lot of wrestling, more than us. We're not watching New Japan or AAA, you know, so maybe they got something <laughs> on us. <laughs> I maybe I mean I'm not gonna say that it's impossible. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know where it's a different it style. <laughs> it's a different people like different styles of wrestling. So if you're yeah, into the, I understand the that. so I understand all that. that Orange Cassidy just, style, the high flying lucha libre style, I guess it has, it's got but, a lot of fans. So I can't but, find yeah, Christian but, anywhere on this list. I'm going down. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't find him in the first 100, which is insane. <laughs> That's crazy. All That's right. Crazy. Whatever. Crazy. Okay. Stupid list. That makes you no want, sense. Like they you have... wanted to comp. You wanted to comment on it, Vlad. Dominic Mysterio was ninety fourth on on this list. Ninety four. It's insane. Well, Dominic had you know a great was... match on uh, on Raw this week. I don't know if Robert didn't oh, watch it. He had, he faced it. off against Dragon Lee for the North American title. Stole the show. Oh, wow. People, you know, people called it one of like the uh, throwback to the cruiserweights of WCW. It was really, it was really good. 
Go, oh, Don. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Vlad, unless you have anything more to say, you give your two cents. No. I think I've made my point on. clear. This list is absurd, and these people should all be shot. Continue, k <laughs> Gosh. That's the, no, that's the no, booze none talking. Of us, none of us put Seth Rollins number one? Wow, that's shocking. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even have him in my top five, honestly. Good work, but the gimmick kills be, it for I think, me. I, I think he'd be a top ten. I had him in my top ten, but not top five. Not good top matches. Of the gimmick. Always good matches. Yes. He has to... He has to stop with this gimmick. It's it's so unbearable. I don't know what why he's doing it. Like I've seen him previously in his different. I don't know. I just don't he, know. I can't understand. It's like a poor man's Ted DiBiase kind of. Like people from the characters from the '80s were able to do that crazy maniacal laugh and make it seem like realistic, like it's from a, a scary movie or the bad guy in a movie. But when he does it, it seems kind of forced and fake. He's not really that psycho. I don't believe it. So I don't yeah, know. No. I don't know who put him up to that gimmick, but okay. Yeah. Let's move along. We got uh, reviews to do today in my state of sickness. We got to watch um, AEW. So let's do it. Collision. Let's do it. This is from uh, September 23rd. Robert watched it. So we got some, some someone to make some comments. Let's go through the lineup. We don't have to go through everything in detail. If there's stuff that you just feel like doesn't worth mentioning a comment, just we'll just move on. But I'll just go down the list. That's how we do it here. Anybody want to jump in? Just go ahead. Don't wait for me to call on you. Cause, uh, yeah. Just talk over each other. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't <Right>. matter. <laughs> so the first match was Darby Allen. Let's hit play on our on our video against uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, right? Was this a three-way? Yeah. I don't I don't yes. have written notes, so some of the things you guys might yeah, have to was. remind me. It was. Uh, so this was the, the handicap match, basically, and uh, Darby had to somehow survive this without anyone in his corner, try to win. Christian gives away the title, maybe never going to see it again, but uh, the most important thing in the world to him. But Christian's, uh, Darby started out with uh, throwing, what was that, powder in Luchasaurus's face, flying out of the ring into Christian, again, doing these dangerous, dangerous moves. Um, it was a, an exciting match. Darby held his own, but in the end, oh, there was some uh, confusion about who should get the belt, right? There was a little bit of a tease, and uh, Darby ended up nailing Luchasaurus, and it's uh, no disqualification three-way, but he did kick out of this one. So that was the closest I think Darby had to stealing that title away. Uh, how did this match end? Coffin drop on Luchasaurus, and then Christian comes in the ring, flings Darby out. <laughs> that, that looked fucked up. <laughs> and then he pins his own guy and wins the TNT title for real. I was kind of surprised yeah. at that booking. Yeah. A little, a yeah, little bit. <clears throat> I thought they were going to keep going with, with what they had going, but okay. Um, in what sense? What did they have going? Uh, Christian not being champion, but, but thinking, you know, acting champion. like he was champion. Like, I thought they were going to keep that gag rolling for a while. But, okay, sure. now he's really the champion. It kind of takes away from the comedy a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> that's okay because Christian should be a little serious. He should he yeah. should try to – Well, I, think, I just – I think they want to have this this match at that Russell Dream. And they couldn't do it with Luchasaurus. That wouldn't make sense. Mm. Yeah, they want to have a pretty good – pay-per-view quality match with you know it's going to be two out of three falls it should be like it could be the best match of the night based on the card i've seen so 
Yeah, you Vlad's know. jumping the gun a little bit, but they did book that oh, later, sorry. later sorry. on in the show. Yes. No, that's okay. That's okay. Well, I just, yeah, you know, I just that's want to explain why it made sense for Christian to be the champion now, as opposed to maybe another time. That or it's sense. not at all. Yeah. All right, so you're cool with that, I guess. Very cool. And then they tease a little bit of a dissension between Luchasaurus. He didn't really want to give up the title so badly at the very end. So that might sure. lead to like a little feud between them, a la the Christian Jungle Jack Perry feud. So they could uh, have a little... I'm sure Christian could get a good match out of anybody. So yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where it's headed. Just fine, I, I guess, at, at some point. Maybe he'll lose the title to Darby at WrestleDream, and then that he'll blame Luchasaurus or something. I don't know. Anyways, moving along, we got a lot to get to. Here's Christian celebrating now, being the real TNT champion. Gives Luchasaurus a hug. And uh... <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought at this point, I thought Luchasaurus was going to drop him. Um, kind of like, yeah. kinda like well, what I think Batista did to uh, Randy Orton a long time ago, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. I mean, they're teasing it. It could come at some point, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so, moving along. Rampage Grand Slam. We didn't see this. We, we're not reviewing this, but there was some more Don Callis family stuff with Jericho. They were going to stab him in the eyes, and he was saved by Kenny Omega. And they were going to team up, I think, for Wrestle Dream also against some guys from the Don Callis family is what they're looking at Don Callis here cuts a promo I don't really remember what he said something about killing Ibushi and you know Omega and they're still after them want to ruin their and lives yeah. yeah okay I mean a lot of Don I Callis they, yeah well I'm not excited by all these six man tags I mean I like when it was like one on one you know but these six man tags eh, kind of take me out of it I don't really have a lot of interest been throwing in Sammy and Jericho involved in this. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but I can't say I'm that interested in it. I mean, I'm, I'm a little confused about Sammy being in, being in the, the Don Callis family, I guess. I don't no, know if it was weird. the right move, to be honest. What do you think, Robert? It's an odd pairing. Um, him, him joining the Don Callis uh, family. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I, I don't know how that's going to play out. But I, I do. Um, I'm, I'm with Vlad. I'm, I'm not a fan of these like six man tag matches. So I'm not really looking forward to that. But and that's wrestling, bro. Six wrestling yeah. is all about six man tags. Shit. From from all all throughout history. Not all throughout history. When did six man tags start becoming a thing? Like in the nineties. They started doing it a lot. Well, not just, but AEW overdoes it. Is the point? Yeah, the whole the Bash at the Beach thing with NWO forming was a six man tag. So sometimes it works if you're really plan the storyline well. But yeah, okay. Sure, it can work. Uh, probably, it can work. Uh, it's, it's probably more so the angles that that interesting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's move along. I'm sure we'll see some more Don Callis as time goes along. Here's Christian. He's, uh, he just hears the news from Skiavone that he's going to be facing Darby in a two out of three falls match. So that should be a great match, actually, for WrestleDream. I would yeah. I would watch that one in, in its entirety. So I'm excited <laughs> for that one. Uh, said he did, just real quick, Christian dedicated this, the victory to Nick Wayne's mom and his late father. Oof. My goodness. That guy. Brutal. My goodness. 
Brutal. Brutal. Poor Nick Wayne, dude. This guy's gonna end up in the in the mental hospital from all this he's bullying. Gonna have to go to therapy. He's gonna <laughs> go to therapy after uh, after all, after he's done with wrestling. All right. Let's see what we got next. Uh, Hook. Yeah. I forgot what this match is. It's, oh, it's Hook and Rob Van Dam as a tag team. So this was a little showcase for Rob Van Dam. They're facing off against the former 2.0. They don't really call them that anymore, but it's Matt Menard and Cool Hand and still hanging out with Anna Jay and Jake Hager. I don't know. They gotta. They should come up with something new for them. They're still friends, but they're not appreciating Jericho. But okay. yeah, they should. But they should. Here's what's something new for them: get them off TV. You know, that would be the nice thing, new thing. For oh, them to Matt do. Matt Menard is great. I love Matt Menard. He was doing a commentary on Dark Elevation okay, back in the let day. Let him but... go back to commentary on a show that doesn't exist. That's where he should be talking to, to talking to people that are on YouTube. He's yeah, got a personality, cool. man. There's people more, more okay. boring than him. But. Okay, let him be a backstage announcer. I don't care. But I don't want to see him <laughs> wrestling 15, 20 minutes on the screen. Yeah, this was a pretty long match, about nine minutes. But Rob okay, whatever. Van Damme, five-star flat, frog splash. I mean, funny that Rob Van Dam is involved. I don't know what they got right. anything planned for him. I mean, no, we'll see. they don't never. They never have anything planned. He'll probably do jobs well. like Jeff Jarrett's done jobs for everybody since he's got there. He hasn't really been given anything, but maybe they got that plan for him the way they do with Jeff Hardy and stuff. So, okay, maybe. Kings. They go over Kingston's match with Claudio at Grand Slam, and he's going to be facing Shibata, my guy, um, at Wrestle Dream. I'm not. I'm glad he found his. I'm glad he found his brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I love Shibata, but I'm not excited about him facing Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of, of Kingston's work in the ring. As much as, like, as much as I love his, his on-the-mic skills, his matches are just poorly drawn out, and there's too many slaps to the chest, and they don't even look good. So, yeah. okay. But I'll, I guess we'll just let him slide because he's depressed. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's not talk too much crap. Let him have his run. He's the Ring of Honor champion. Let him have his fun. Uh, all friends wrestling, baby. So that's going to be for oh. two, two belts. Oh. Here's a Dark Order segment. We're this, still this going with that. Okay. Uh, a lot th these collision shows are jam-packed, man. I mean, it's like a lot of not very strong stuff, but there's a lot of stuff. So, yeah. With, They're still going along with, with this. shit. With literal <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit that I just took in the morning after I ate breakfast. Not that for shit. Oh god. All right. Well, we'll get your we'll get your final grade for the show after this. But there was some oh, good stuff god. later on. Yeah. There's some good stuff later on. Let's let's move along. Let's, uh, let's okay. So, Taven oh, and Bennett yeah. they cut let's a promo. Start. Let's uh don't forget the important thing that we learned from this promo. It's we we gotta promote neck health, okay? It's really oh, important. And you, and it's you know really what? important that we we understand how um, you know we need to have really strong necks. And, and you know what? As you say that, you know, Kehan knows this. I've been having an issue with my neck, and I've been sending him neck strong text messages <laughs> for the past like week, two weeks, saying I, I probably have a pinched nerve or God knows what in my neck. That and sucks. He's like. And he's, I'm like telling him, man, yeah, man, Roddy's right. Roddy's right. You got to have neck. You got to have, you got to be neck strong and have great neck health. Man. Exactly. It's important. This is a, uh, this is an extra issue. Neck health awareness. Yes. This is very important. So thank very you. Very important. Thank I, you for these two. 
it's it's very topical to me at least well, i'm sorry you've been dealing with that vlad man it's an extra issue you certainly don't need i know you got a lot of problems already but what, what's what's one what's one more added to the pile uh, you'll be all right man i hope i hope it clears yeah. up but we'll see uh i think i'll be Ju- fine this is uh, interesting. So Julia Hart's been like pushed as a real badass for the past couple weeks. She's actually been winning a lot, yeah. dating back to her days on Elevation, but mostly jobbers racking up some numbers, you know. And uh, she's got this cool look. She's got Brody King coming with her. She's got a really dope theme music entrance. And uh, true, true. I like the hat, the red, the red lights in the hat. It's really cool. She's facing off against Kiera Hogan on this one. If I could move on to some of the stuff in the match. Okay, so here's some some of the pound the punches. Well, it doesn't look too bad, you know. She looks <laughs> she looks pretty fierce. Let's see what else that I bookmarked. I just bookmarked a few highlights. Uh, okay, so she does tap her out in the end, and in, after the match, she's gonna like put her submission back on her. But she's real mean, you know. And the house always wins. And Brody King is there to, like, kind of be a distraction sometimes. Um, but, Vlad, I think you said you don't really buy this. You're not buying her as, a, as this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not really buying this only in the sense of, yeah, I, I like the look. I said before that she has a great look. And I don't think, she, but I don't know if she should be used as an in-ring performer. I think she's better, like, being, like. The valet for the house of a Black. A valet basically. or a manager. Yeah, like being a heel valet slash manager type of thing but actually being in the ring and working you know, I don't really think she's that great and I know she's trying and she's working at probably getting better but you know I'm not really buying that she's would be able to just tap out all these people and just beat the hell out of all these people uh, you know she's the look is there but her size and her lack of wrestling ability kind of hurts the persona you know what about you Robert you got oh, any feelings about I, Julia Hart's I don't necessarily agree about her. Like, she should be like a valet or a manager. That uh, she's doing okay as a wrestler. I just, I just think her uh, the fact that she's challenging for the title is way too soon. She, it's way too soon for that. Um, she, she needs you know to put more time in and like they. She needs to be built up a little, a little bit more. It's just the push is happening a little too fast. For oh me. man, you guys are crazy. They've been pushing her for fucking months. On elevation, you guys aren't watching oh or what? God. Oh, okay. Oh, that's hey, hon. Bad. My bad. Elevation. This is How the time. Been pushing her for months on elevation. Elevation hasn't been a show for, for like three months already. <laughs> <laughs> They're pushing wow. her on a show that doesn't exist. <laughs> well, that's, that's where a lot of her yeah, wins now, came. Now, now it all makes sense. Okay, now yeah. it makes sense. They, she K-Han got pushed saw, in the saw one elevation show eight months ago, and he's like, "They're pushing her to the moon." Not one, but you know she's 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 gotten a lot of wins, man. She's racked up a lot of wins. That means something. She deserves a title shot at least. I don't think she's gonna win. She's not gonna it win. Means, so so if you win a whole bunch of matches on dark, like uh, or like these quote unquote dark matches, uh, yeah, if you're undefeated, yeah, you, you deserve a title shot at least. Just so a title shot. You're ready. It's just a title, okay. Charlie. Well, I still agree <laughs> to disagree. Well, I, we'll agree to disagree, exactly. I kind of, I'm with Robert on this as well. I think we have to agree to disagree. Oh, I don't yeah. think she's going to win, but I yeah. think it could be a decent match. But, <laughs> well, but then it, what's the point? What's the point of, like, the push, right? If they're just going to put her in there, get her beat by Statlander, 
what's the what's the point of all this? Well, there's got to be a a feud for Statlander. They got to make something for her. So, why not Julia Hart? It's just someone to feed it to, to Statlander. I think she's gonna lose. She's huh? not gonna she's not gonna win. Mm-hmm. Although I would put her right. over. I think she's awesome. But uh... <laughs> I, I know we know okay. she's a badass chick, man. There was this one time when she took a power bomb through a table and her head. Landed straight on the floor. I forgot the exact. Oh, yeah, episode. I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, she's taking uh, some damage, man. She's she's not a crybaby. Um, so Sky Blue I never came said out. She was a crybaby, though. <laughs> Sky Blue. Are you trying? Uh, never mind. I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? What were you gonna? Say? I was gonna say, is, is this? Are you trying to show that that she's this badass, or that just the fact that everybody that is around her is a, a damn idiot who let her. Get go through a table head first, so she could bang her head up against uh, whatever she hit the floor hey, but or whatever. She it's hit. impressive that she didn't quit after that. Some girls would be like, "Damn, this is too much," you know, and that it could end their career sometimes. Okay, I mean, I could give her that, you know. She, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, she deserves props for that. I'm just saying the push for the you know challenging for the title. I I still think is too soon. <laughs> Personally, like she, I, I still think she needs to be built up more f- to be um, considered a legit contender. So she uses the, the what do you call it, the spit thing? Uh, what is, what the there's a word? The miss. The miss. The miss. The miss. So this is a thing throughout wrestling history, but she's gonna miss Sky Blue. She she also missed it Willow. I forgot which show that was on. Was that on Rampage? I think. So she's been doing this uh, to, maybe, to a lot Rampage of the top baby faces. One of them. Let's move along. That'll come back in a little while once we get to dynamite so a little bit of a promo from brody king and the house always wins is what julia hart always says or the house of black so okay um the righteous they won that four-way on rampage to win a match against mjf and adam cole which is interesting we're gonna see that come up later we'll talk about it when we reach dynamite but they had a spooky video here you know very uh philosophically spooky or whatever i don't really know what they said but they're getting ready for the match against MJF. Bullet Club Gold. We'll talk about the Righteous later, Fled. Let's let's see. Let's oh, put I, a hold. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put a hold on that because we'll get to Dynamite. Uh, so yeah, Jay White that, is facing a, off against Andrade El Idolo. So this is a superstar dream matchup, right, Robert? It's a strong. It's a pretty strong matchup for the night. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like I like Jay White. I don't know if I I would say this is a dream match against Andrade Alito. Dude, Andrade is a strong character, man. He is. I mean, I agree. He just beat. Did he just beat Malachi Black? <laughs> or who did who did he fight in that ladder match against uh, Buddy Matthews? Right. Yeah. Buddy Matthews. He beat, there you he go. Beat Buddy, right. Yeah, that was a strong match. Okay, you know. Uh, the angle for the mask was a little screw- screwy or dopey, but whatever. Um, so this is one of the best things they can- came up with for the night. Kind of a long match. A hard-fought, hard-fought match. Let's see what highlights I, I got pinpointed here. Uh, this is a... <laughs> this is the Bullet Club gold just messing with Andrade outside the ring. Juice Robinson just, you know. Uh, Dancing so in front of him. Yeah, I, I love the crew. The crew is really good, especially Juice. The guns are cool, but so uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got next. Um, so here's one of them. Here's one of them flips. We, we got to point out when someone risks their lives to entertain the audience. Nice flip. And then there was another double flip from the top rope. 
So there was, these are some impressive moves that Tony Khan is probably like, yes, yes. But this is the ending of the match. So Andrade had the figure eight, and the referee's distracted with the guns, and Juice comes in and hits him with, I don't even know what that was. It looked like an iPad or something. So Jay White wins. For a guy that they're trying to make look pretty strong, I don't know about him cheating to beat Andrade, cheating real bad to beat Andrade. I don't know. Uh, so he's he's going to enter into a very marquee feud after this, as we'll yeah. see on Dynamite with MJF. But I don't know about them making him look that good here. What do you think, Robert? Any oh, thoughts about this I mean, match? It's just, you know, heels usually cheat anyway, so I'm not really surprised. <laughs> I'm not really bothered by it, honestly. Okay, Vlad. Yeah. But just, just but, that's just because you know, in the history of the, re the wrestling business, the heels tend to cheat almost every match. Yeah, sure, that's true. Okay, <laughs> so you're cool with it, Vlad. You're cool with this booking for this match. Just as, as far as this match goes, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. It was a competitive match. I think it's fair. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well, let's move along. Uh, we got Santana and Ortiz are going to enter into a feud. They were tag team partners for many years. God, this video with Ortiz explaining their feud is my, I don't know if it's worse than the Claudio and Eddie Kingston thing. <laughs> but it's almost equal. Because you remember anything he said here? You used me. You didn't call me back. You know, after yeah. all. So, okay. They, they're going to have a we thing. We have a thing, but we don't know who to root for, who's right. Who's wrong? What happened? What exactly are they fighting about? Like, where did their relationship go wrong? I kind of want to say that I'm more with uh, Santana, but I don't really know 100% you know, if I am or not. <laughs> Based on the information I was given. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't really understand anything about what, why they're yeah. feuding. But yeah. I'm, I think Santana just wanted to be on his own and move on. So Ortiz is a little butthurt about that. I don't know. Robert, you got any thoughts on Santana um, and Ortiz? I, I, I actually completely forgot about that segment. Maybe, maybe I must have missed it because I don't remember it at all. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all right. You didn't miss it. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Don't worry about it. All good. <laughs> it's all. It's more. It's more than all good. You, all it's right. all right. It's a jam-packed show, man. Shane Taylor Promotions is out back with Lee Moriarty. I don't know. I, I guess this is skippable, right? Vote, skip, skip. Yeah. Skip, They're, skip, yeah. for God's Shooting. sakes. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is this is a little extra. This should be in Ring of Honor, I think. But okay. Ozzy Open come out. They're in suits because they're going to be on commentary for FTR's match against uh, the Workhorsemen, J.D. Drake and... The other guy's name. I'm sick today, bro. My memory's not working. <laughs> I don't know the other guy's name. I would know. I would know his name if I was sick or not sick. <laughs> if I was sober or not sober. If I was asleep or if I was awake, I wouldn't know this oh, guy's name. Yeah, yeah, I don't know their names. So. If you put ten guys in front of me and said, "What is this guy's name?" I wouldn't be able to tell you which one is his partner's name or what his name is even. So this was the match that was very important because the winner of this match. Sorry, my mistake. FTR will face uh, off against Ozzy Open no matter what at WrestleTream. But if they lost this match, it would have been a non-title match. So they had yeah, to come through. That made no <laughs> sense. Wouldn't and Ozzy Open rather fight for the title? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, so okay, yeah, we'll still face FTR. Okay, why? They're not the champions anymore in that case. Why the hell would you still want to fight them? Yeah, you should want to fight the workhorsemen after that. Exactly. Yeah, that's stupid. 
So this ends with a sharpshooter, Dax Harwood, yeah. with another masturbatory Bret Hart tribute or whatever. <laughs> oh no, this is this. They're gonna come out to the ring, Aussie Open. They're gonna cut a promo on them. So this is gonna be a serious, good match. This is okay. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm always looking forward to seeing these two face off for a title. That's not bad. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with Aussie Open. I know Cornette kind of the. Uh, I wouldn't say shits on them a bit. Kind of calls them like a mid card type of team more than like a, a real elite tag team. Maybe he's right in the way they've been booked, but they're I think they're good talents, and I think if yeah, they're booked better, I think they're if they're booked better. They could have a really good match with FTR, who are the best tag team in the world by far. That's not even a question. So if you're going to have a, try to get these guys over, why not put them with the best tag team, right? Right. Wrestle Dream is this Sunday, right? In two days? A couple yeah. days? Okay. Oh, wow, yeah. No. Damn. All right, let's move along. Damn is uh, right. <laughs> CJ Perry, Lana. She's, she's got a little segment here with Miro. And they agree to go their separate ways, kind of here, in a in AW. And CJ Perry's gonna go off and manage other people, is what she says. And she she's hoping that Miro doesn't interfere with that. So, I don't know what's what's the deal with this. Any thoughts? How, how dare she manages other people? She shouldn't. <laughs> how dare how dare she distract Miro from his goal of being the redeemer? And redeeming the rest of this roster, uh, distracting him from his fight with God, and he's already beaten God, and now he has to deal with his uh, double-jointed, beautiful wife back with amongst other men. Ugh. Well, he did make a good point about um, him having to save her, possibly. Like she's going to be just a vulnerable thing that he has to save at exactly. some point. And she goes, "Do I look vulnerable to you?" And he goes, "Not right now." But <laughs> so I thought that was a that was a little funny. I like this whole thing. I think it's uh, I think it's good. I can't. I don't. I I won't say I like it, but uh, compared to all the other things going on, <laughs> this is fine. This is fine, bro. Let's just go with it. I, and plus, we get to look at C.J. Perry a bit. Oh, yeah, that, gonna, no complaints here. I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to complain about that. I'm not I think it could go that. somewhere. We'll see if it goes anywhere. But I think. It, it could, Depends like you said, it manages. Yeah, or if she's like getting like about to get beat in the ring, and you know someone's threatening to hit her, and Miro has to come out and save her, and it'll be a, a hug it out moment. You know, AEW fans. Well, love. yeah, I'm saying you would think that eventually they would right be work like they'll be together again on the show type of thing. Nah, yeah, I don't, that's I'm guessing that's where it's going. So the main event. This was maybe the one thing worth watching that Vlad would agree with that. So Ricky Starks, yeah. absolute Ricky Starks, is facing off against Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, very highly rated by Robert in his top 10 wrestlers of the year. So, he, of course, he's fantastic. His work looks good, looks stiff. He's one of the top guys. Uh, Hard-fought match, so let's go through some highlights. I bookmarked a couple things. But uh, trash can, they fought into the crowd. Okay, main event. It's a no, last man standing hardcore match. Huge grudge feud. So this is okay. I don't mind them finding it, fighting into the crowds for this. Ricky Starks paying some dues, taking some strong kicks all over the place, taking some damage. Uh, throw throws his body into the audience there. So this this that was, that was really like, cool. I mean, crazy. that was crazy. That was bad. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, crazy cool and a crazy move from Starks. Don't expect that from him. So they try to choke each other out with this chain is, is kind of the ending of this match. And she does choke out Danielson into unconsciousness, but he still got up from the 10 count. Tries it again. Oh. This was a good spot right here when he's like choking him out and he does this reverse off the top rope. That was really dope. Can't say nothing bad about this match, really. I think it was no, all. Was, I think great. it was all good. Um, what else? So this is where Dan, or Ricky Starks gets choked out, and then I think he's gonna get hit with the psycho knee. What is it called? The bizyko knee? Is that what it is? This is this is the ending of the match. Oh, with the chain around his knee. I remember now. Sure. So he's gonna take a take off and beat Ricky Starks. This was the booking for this, Vlad. The ending of the feud, and Danielson goes over. Yeah, I guess that's my. I think if I think you're trying to lead me into think, saying right that I, you know this doesn't look, really look great for Starks. He lost, he lost that other match. He lost the the strap match, and now he lost this match. I mean, shouldn't he yeah. have won one of these matches? Yeah, Isn't he, he supposed have. to be like the this, this next superstar for AEW since yeah, Punk yeah, is I gone? Agree. I think I think he should have won I, this. He should have won this one. He should have won this one. If he was going to lose the strap match, he should have won this match, um, or maybe win the strap match and lose this one. Or but he should have won one of them. Yeah. Or he doesn't lose complete. Doesn't lose complete faith yes. in the sense of like. You know. So we're going to see in the next episode of Dynamite that he's going to try to still somehow put himself over, but at some point it starts to get difficult when you're just taking L's. You know what I mean? Right. So. Uh, and then there was a post-match angle at the end where Wheeler Yuta comes in, and I think there's a shoving match. This is going to lead to a continuation of something happening on Dynamite with Wheeler Yuta and Ricky Starks. So that's the end of this episode. Man, there was a lot. I don't know how many minutes we took to do that, but jam-packed show. A lot of it not that good, Plaid says. But let's hear some grades. We need some grades for AEW Collision. Let's hear some thoughts. Are we going to keep doing Collision? I like it. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's on a Saturday, so the ratings kind of suffer because of that. But uh, sure. All right, let's hear your grade for this collision. It was September twenty third, two thousand twenty three. Me, you, you want me to go first, right? Um, yeah, you go first, but you know, I I don't. It's hard to say. I think the main event, the Texas Death Match, was pretty good, despite me not agreeing with the winner. The rest of the show was just whatever. You know, there wasn't a lot there that I could say that it was really. Christian Darby, yeah, Jay White and Andrade. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll say it was like a, I'll say it's a C. I'll say it's a C. Yeah, same here. I'll I'll go with C also. Yeah, uh, the main the main event was the best match. Um, I I liked the the Darby Allen um, Christian Cage the Jasaris one too. I. I and in, in both of those matches, I just I was surprised by the booking. But you know the matches themselves were good. Um, the Jay White and Andrade match was just okay. I was decent, so I'll give it a C also. Me too. A C is just basically it means it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't really that great. So okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is kind of bad because they had a freaking Texas Death match or Last Man Standing match, and. Uh, you know, you you would hope that there would have been some heat from the from the fans for that one, but I think the crowd enjoyed it. But um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Stark scoring forward now. 
Let's move on, though. Well, yeah, because well, the oh, thing is, sorry, what, what Danielson. Sorry, real quick, just real quick. But Danielson, he has this fight with what? The Zach Saber, right, guy? Is that his name? Zach Saber Jr. Zach Saber Jr. And I think they didn't want him to lose here, so then he. Oh would, yeah. You know how how that That's a dream match. But I don't give a, a shit about Zach Saber Jr. I care about Ricky Starks. I want Starks to get over here because who, Zach Saber Jr. is not even in AEW. So I mean, we've lost the point. We've lost the thread here in this whole thing. So I understand that they didn't want Danielson to look a little weak before this pay-per-view match, but they could have done something else. They could have had like a, a screwy finish where nobody wins somehow, or what? Or both guys are knocked out or something. I don't know. It's just I don't know. Just I don't agree with having Starks lose twice. I guess that's my main thing because what? Where does he go from here? I know where he goes. He has to fight Willie Yuta. I mean. Fuck! <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say to that. Yeah, they <laughs> ruined him. They ruined him. Oh, God. Yeah, they, they ruined him. In, in three weeks, they ruined him, man. Well, hopefully yeah. that'll be a win, at least. But I, oh, the, the, thing about, um, <laughs> the thing about Tony Khan booking guys from Japan against some of his bigger stars, I think the way he looks at it is that imagine if it was back in the days and it was WCW and WWF and guys were, like, going back and forth. I think in Tony Khan's head, it's kind of like that. Even though they have a relationship and it's not like that, I think he looks at it like, oh, my God, this guy from New Japan's coming and this guy from AEW, and it's going to be a dream match. But, you know, the fact that they have a relationship and they're working together kind of kills it. So if it, they were really like two companies that really didn't like each other and were competition and they decided to work for, with each other one time, like yeah. like everyone talks about dream WCWWF scenarios from back in the days if they sure. had like cross promotional stuff I've seen a lot of videos where people create their own like you know dream cards or whatever um, so I think that's what Tony Khan's like kind of entertaining himself with but I'm with you if you're you know I think if, if they have to push you on the AW show for the people to really care because how many people really watch New Japan like I'm curious mm -hmm. How many, many Americans? How many Americans? Like, many. I'm curious how many Americans have like the subscription actually follow week to week. I'm gonna look this up. Um, I, I <laughs> watched them, but um, it's been a while. Yeah, ever since uh, AEW uh, started, I, I I followed New Japan less and less, and now I don't I don't even really watch them anymore. Sure, makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Seen one strong style match, seen them all. In my opinion, kind of, but okay. Sometimes there are some matches that steal the show away, but I'm a I'm a fan of Will Ospreay. I think he's great. But moving along, moving along. Let's get to Dynamite 927, September 27, 2023. So this was the week after Grand Slam, after the high of being at at uh, Flushing Meadows at the Arthur Ashe Arena. So this episode they got Ray Phoenix. This international title is like a thing, man. They really got to have a one defense on it on every episode. It's like the way the TV title is like supposed to be, but uh, you know. I just have to. I just have to laugh that after this guy nearly paralyzed their one of their top uh, wrestlers uh, twice. He pretty much does the same move to start the show. The show. He uh, he he does the same thing that almost that basically concussed Moxley, according to Moxley, came off the top rope, 
Oh, okay. I don't even. I don't even want to begin because if I start ranting about Ray Phoenix being a complete goddamn moron, I probably won't stop. So continue, Ken. I'm sorry. Well, I was very surprised at the booking here that the challenger was Jeff Jarrett. So I was very invested in this match. Very happy that he mm-hmm. had a title shot. A part of me thought he could win because he came close a couple times. Did I'm not going to go through. No, you didn't. I did, did dude. Really? When he took the pinfall, I was so sad. I was like, oh, man. He, they had chances. His his help here. Okay, I'll go over the, some of the match. His help was really stupid. But um, so this was a part where Sanjay distracted Aubrey and low blow. And he's going to hit him with, or he's going to try to small package. And he kicks out. So I thought right there that could be one spot where he could win. He puts him in the stroke, too. Good looking stroke. Kicks out here. I was like, damn, this is it, but it took a little too long. Oh, no, he got his foot on the rope. Well, let's get to the ending. I think the ending is, uh, what's his name? Tried to interfere. It's a roll-up, it's a roll-up it's a but roll-up. There, there was a, the tall guy. What's the tall guy's name? Satnam Singh. He tried to interfere, and he, did, he didn't help at all. I don't have it bookmarked, but he was so stupid. If he had a little better help, he could have won this match. Okay, I was invested in this show up till 12 minutes because my boy Jeff Jarrett was in it. But he lost, so I'm going to move on. I don't think you guys have really care about this international title. <laughs> Although one thing I will say about Ray Phoenix winning the title and John Moxley giving it away to him as on his own accord, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I didn't really mention how it really sucked that Orange Cassidy wasn't going to be able to beat Moxley for the return match because that, that's what they were teasing, that he had to try to beat Moxley and that was going to be like the thing that really made him. So that was the plan, I think. The plan was for it to go to back to Orange Cassidy, and now it's like ruined. It's fucking awful. Oh, I'm, I'm not sad about that, but okay. <laughs> not uh, even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does suck when someone tries to like do a long-term storyline, and then it just gets screwed up, you know? They really tried for this angle. But as we'll see later, <sighs> Orange Cassidy will be back in the international title scene. But let me move along. Let's see what else we had on this show. Oh, this scene. Okay, uh, so MJF and Adam Cole are out boating. They're on a boat. And uh, sort of having a nice time, but I think the what happens here is that MJF asks Adam Cole if he could get him a beer, but he looks like he's going to nail him in the head with the dynamite diamond ring, and Adam Cole's like, are you going to nail me in the head with the dynamite diamond ring? <laughs> very weird friendship. It's always on edge. Like it could like It's very precarious is the word. Precarious friendship. But okay. And then the ending of this scene was Paul White being in the in the pool or in the lake or wherever they are, and they bring him on to have a beer on the boat. So really, really silly for the world champion. Uh, we've been through many of these com- comedy scenes in the past, Vlad. So we're going to be a little bit repetitive here repeating ourselves, but this is not good, right? Not, I won't say much. It just, I've said it before. It's not good. It's too much. It's too much funny, too much comedy, too much ha-ha when you're a world champion involved. And I, I understand that the Cole MJF dynamic is working for them, but there's a limit, you know? There's a way they could do, do that and still have serious, be serious and not have these comedic situations. I don't know why MJF is going along with this. I, maybe he's just trying to be a team player. I, I don't know. He's done it in the past with Jericho. He did that, like dance routine and stuff and he sings sometimes yeah. i mean he's a sure, little but i think 
but now I think he has more stroke. I would think he's the world champion. He's way way more over than he was when he had to do that Jericho thing. Robert, do you ignore these comedy scenes, or or so are they bothering particular, you? For that particular scene, I was okay with it up until the point where um, Paul White showed up. Then, <laughs> then, it got, then it got ridiculous. I'm like, come on. <laughs> that, that's the that's the point where I was like, all right, now now you lost me. <laughs> Yeah, was fine. That probably put it over. I wouldn't say it was fine up until that point, but you're right. That, at that point, it just became too stupid for words. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was he doing? Just hanging out over there. Okay, let's move along though. Yeah, he was. I, I he think... was hanging out in the water. Yeah. Okay, so Callis and Takeshita went to Japan to mess with Ibushi. They got on an airplane, went all the way there, found his the gym he works at. Oh, Sammy's got some new kicks. Looks like some Scarface writing on, on his titantron yeah. scarface colors i guess looks pretty cool i guess yeah. not bad but this was the part where they show the video where Takeshita beat up ibushi and uh they went all the way there just to to fuck with him and they're very proud of it little some fake fighting kind of <laughs> i don't know it doesn't really look that good to me <laughs> but okay this part was pretty funny though when uh Callus hit him with the umbrella. <laughs> it's like, but in the end, they do put him down. And then Sammy says some stuff. They gloat. You know, he says that he's moved on from Jericho because Jericho never wanted to pass the torch. So, I guess he took the torch. Okay. Anybody got any thoughts about this scene? I don't know. I don't know if this whole. How this many whole... times? Can, how many times can they show criminal activity? Somebody breaking into somebody's house or good point studio. Well, beating the shit out of them, leaving them laying. I mean, first they did it with Nick Wayne, where they left him a bloody mess. Abushi, obviously, I, from what I've seen, is the absolute shit. Um, but still, I, I don't think he deserves to get assaulted this way. I have a videotaped. Hey, if it has but to anyway, do with wrestling, it's my... legal. If it has to do with wrestling, it's legal. This is something yeah, yeah, that's been going on for decades. Like, I, I still remember the segment when it looked like Brian Pillman shot Stone Cold. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that was, was that was like crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, but that was a pretty low. That was a low moment yeah. in, in in the WWE. Even they even they felt later that they should have they had to say something about it because even they probably thought they went too far with it. Now you want to talk about a criminal, the man? That was, <laughs> yikes. That was a yikes. yes, yes, yes. That was not good. That was not good. Yeah, but wrestlers have like a code between them that they don't go to the police for these type of things. You know, they get beat up often. But, yeah. it's, it's not. It's but, not yeah, that agree. big a deal. I, I agree. But I agree. It's not just AW. WWE has done the same thing numerous times. How many times? Was like Triple H had that thing with when he with in Randy Orton's house. Right or, or was it the other way around? Whoever broke into whoever's house and attacked them, and they've had yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Robbie. Hey, okay, Kion. How how does that explain Dirty Dom getting arrested? Come on, man. Oh, but that was his mom. It wasn't another wrestler. <laughs> his mom called the cops on him. Okay. That was right. mean. That was messed up. All right, I gotta move on. I gotta yeah. move on. Let's move. We gotta on. move okay, on. So Thank God. Thank here's God. the scene we were talking about with Starks trying to somehow put himself over despite all the losses still he said i survived i'm like okay that's good he's very proud of himself that he survived the feud wheeler comes in they set up the match for wrestle dream another dream match so 
At least I think it'll be a Starks victory, but whatever. It's, they got they got to fill out the card somehow. I, I'm not as big a hater as Wheeler Yuta as Vlad is, but okay. Let me move along unless anybody has anything to say. I said my piece. All right, so we got a four-way. These are weird matches. I'm not really going to go over them too much, but who is that? Um, Matt Jackson, or is it Nick Jackson? He's going to win. Bald. He's going to win this four-way. Balding Buck. Yeah, there, it's with Brian Cage, Claudio. Oh, it's a three-way. I'm sorry. And uh, what is it for again? You get... Three-way. Yeah. Do you guys remember why they're having this match? Uh, it, it, don't. don't... Doesn't the winner face refutes for the international, international title? title. Okay. Like that. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah. this is the end of the yeah. match. Ahura Kanrana throws Claudio out of the ring, and Axon picks up the victory. So he's pretty surprised about that. Very happy to have a singles win, but okay. So here's the righteous. They're going to be facing off with MJF and Adam Cole. Although, if you've been following wrestling news, you might have heard that Adam Cole got injured at that Grand Slam match with mjf and joe he jumped off the fucking ramp like an idiot i don't want to call anybody an idiot but you know it was unfortunate he jumped off and messed up his whatever it was knee his leg whatever he yeah. jumped off in a very yeah. bad way it's very pretty high up you know for a guy who yeah gets injured a lot you know you're not supposed to jump from that high up like that but okay so the Righteous, I think they scrambled and chose the Righteous to face them because MJF could beat them in a handicap match. Because maybe they were originally going to go with Taven and Bennett to have a, a real match. But since they, they're going to try to prolong this until Adam Cole comes back, as we see he's on crutches here, comes out with MJF. And that's what he's going to say, basically. Adam Cole was going to relinquish the title, but they want to keep it. This is a storyline that they've been too invested in. So... They can't let this go, right, Robert? This is they—they they gotta keep this tag team title thing going. I mean, it was—it was really, really hot, and I think it still is. It's just unfortunate that Adam Cole got hurt. But yeah, yeah. I, I, they should still keep keep it going. Man, from what I hear of how he broke everything, I don't know how soon he's gonna come back because the way he described it, he destroyed everything in his ankle and his leg. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, hopefully it's not as bad as he describes it and he could come back. Maybe just miss one match. So what do you think about this handicap match booking, Vlad? Very interesting, I think. Uh, I don't know, bro. The Righteous, obviously. So back to back pay-per-views. Instead of him fighting for the for his world title, he's, he has to fight for this Ring of Honor tag team title, which is... I guess I would say well, the a secondary tag team title. No, it's not secondary. A title is important if you make it important. You could make the U.S. title important if you treat it seriously. So you can make so any you think, title. So you think putting them in matches against the Dark Order and the Righteous has made this feel? Yeah, it, it gives it some clout because when people look back on it, like whenever they ended up losing their title eventually, people will remember in their back of their minds that MJF and Adam Cole were the tag team champions. So it means more now, yeah. Kind of like how the Impact title so, still sort of means something because Sting and Kurt Angle had it. So you could say, hey, I'm holding something that Sting and Kurt Angle held. Not the same thing like it used to be, but it's still something. So, yeah, it's better to give this title a rub than to not, you know? Plus, it seems like they're going to use it a lot. They've been using Ring of Honor titles all over the place in AEW. So if you're going to use it, you gotta give them, you got to give them something, you know? Give the fans something to make it feel important. 
So I'm with this. I, th I hate when they fucking relinquish titles. I think this should be done more often. This is a badass move by MJF. Like, I'm going to go beat them two on one. That's fucking cool. <laughs> so I'm with it, personally. Any thoughts, Robert, before we move on to Jay White coming in? Yeah, I, uh, for the most part, I, um, I agree with you. Um, I do want to say one other thing, though. Like, I, I feel like I see something in the righteous. I, I feel like they... Uh, Me too. They have, they have potential to become really over with the crowd. Yeah. Eventually. Not right. They're not right now. But I, I feel like there's something there where the fans will get behind them at some point. And they're they're going to be big. I, I think, think that could I, happen. I see, I see that potential with them. Um, I think that I, could happen. Yeah, I agree with that. As it stands right now, yeah, um, MJF should be able to handle them by on his own. Hopefully, maybe Adam Cole can help in a way, even if he's there on crutches. Like, he could help because they've been cheaters, kind of. They've been uh, baby-faced cheaters in a way. But, all right, let me move on. Roddy comes in, and he needs Adam. He needs, yeah, he needs Adam. <laughs> He needs it. It's an, emer it's an emergency. It's an emergency. It's become, it's become the new, uh, the new. Excuse me. Oh yeah. no! Not even close. Not even close. This is actually funny. It's, a, it's on that level. But so he needs Adam Cole's help, even though Adam Cole has like a broken leg. But okay, MJF is very mature here, and he tells Adam Cole that I'm gonna be there for you when you after you're done with your friend, right? <laughs> So, okay. Very, yeah, I know. Very emotional friendship type of stuff. It's almost like a relationship. You know what I mean? I don't know. Some people get a kick out of this. Like they're in a little bit of a relationship relationship, like as if it was a romantic relationship, but they're just bros. So I guess there's an inherent comedy about it, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not... I, I don't understand. I mean, I mean, look at this group. He comes. He comes out of. The, I mean, like, are they trying to make Adam Cole seem that he's just a, a moron that he's buying this or what? Like, obviously, this guy doesn't have a fucking neck injury. He's been he's had he's been complaining about his neck. He's dressed in a fucking hospital nightgown, and he's that he if he where I just I don't have the words for this. It's too stupid. It's too stupid. I know it's supposed to be funny, funny, more of that ha ha stuff. But it's just too much, bro. It just makes everybody look like a goddamn buffoon. Is my, is, I think, is my point. And I'll yeah, leave it. We're, we're looking past a lot of stuff here to try to get the good, good stuff of this angle. I agree with you. What, I we're, we're looking, looking past something. That, that, a lot of we're looking past a lot of the good? silliness. Sorry, we're looking past a lot of the silliness here to just kind of. Oh, oh, oh I see. Yeah, we we just need we're trying to enjoy this wrestling, but you know some of it it's a little silly. But okay, I don't hate it. I don't hate it that much. This type of silliness, right, I don't what, hate because at least what, it what is power, amusing what to power me. To you guys. Silliness would be worse if it wasn't even amusing at all. And these type of segments are hard to summarize for me, especially when I do those like one minute long clips or the shorts for Instagram or whatever. It's like, dude, these guys talk to each other for so long. Uh, Jay White and. MJF, which is, it's pretty epic. I mean, he's had multiple ones of these with CM Punk, Samoa Joe, um, and countless numbers that others that are slipping my mind right now. But these, these bagging contests and these, these promo contests with MJF are legendary. They're epic, but they're really long. There's a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff they write, a lot of stuff said here. So it's very hard to summarize. You must be excited for this, Robert. Hell this yeah. is. This is your guy, Jay White. <laughs> okay, so, 
there, there's very few times when I watch a wrestling show and I completely mark out. Like, um, for example, the one time I remember telling you I was marking out was when Naito showed up because he was my favorite wrestler in New Japan, right? I remember marking out for that moment and I telling you about it. And this caught me by surprise. I, I did not see this coming. Um, I, I remember a couple of weeks ago when we were discussing, um, you know, CM Punk being let go. I, I told you, I, I mentioned that one of the reasons why I it was very disappointing for me was that we're going to miss out on a lot of um, potentially big feuds. And one of the ones I mentioned was CM Punk versus Jay White. I was really looking forward to that. Um, now that he's gone, I I think this is this is a very suitable replacement for that feud. Um, but I just didn't I just didn't know this was going to happen. You know, at this point, I thought um, maybe somewhere later on down the line these two these two would clash. But the moment I heard uh, the the Bullet Club theme song, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I was I was really uh, surprised by that, and yeah, their feud was really really cool. Um, MJF mentioned you know that um, he was getting compared to a lot of wrestlers, and then at, at some point you know the goal point the goalposts kept getting moved and moved to bigger names, and eventually he was compared to Jay White, um, and then he called he called Jay White tofu. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that, that was the big thing, tofu. Well, tofu. We got a tofu chant from the crowd. Um, and what else? They chanted some other stuff. Um, Jay, Jay White's response responses to uh, MJF were pretty good too. So yeah, yeah, not bad. This was this was this was pretty good. I was I was marking. I was I was giddy this whole this whole segment. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. But hell yeah, I, I don't, they do uh, fight pretty soon, which I think they will happen. I still think MJF should, you know, win and keep the title. I don't, I don't think uh, Jay White should, you know, take it away from him just yet. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad that this feud is even ha happening. I like this feud too. This is a nice idea. Vlad, you got any thoughts on this promo battle? Was it was it up there? Or, it, it wasn't one of the best ones to me. I think the Punk ones and the Joe one was better. But uh... yeah, they were better. I, I, I'm not as high as you guys are, or especially as Robert is on uh, Jay White. I think he's a good talent. I'm not. I don't think he's that great on the mic, and they let him kind of go a little too long. And I don't think that's where his strengths are. I think he's a good worker. I think that's where his strengths are. And he can really work on the mic. He's, uh, you know, I would say he's. He's mid. <laughs> you know? I wouldn't say he's mid. He's got a he's got a funny accent. You know, he speaks clearly. I don't. I think he's pretty good. I mean, okay. and and mid as in he's just okay. I wouldn't say he's great, but but I I, I think he's an okay talent. I, I I think I would have continued more of the Smojo thing than go into this. To be honest, I would be more into that. I think they rushed that for some reason way too fast. They could have they could have gotten a couple more matches out of. Samoa Joe and 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 MJF instead of going straight to Jay White. They could have eventually gone to Jay White, and I would have been okay with it. And I'm okay with it now. I just I'm a more I'm a bigger fan of Samoa Joe. I think is a hell of a talent and a guy I'd rather see in this spot. So that's just my only criticism. All right. Well, let's put a pin on that. It's going to come back later on the show. We'll we'll discuss it more a tiny bit at the end. Um, 
but let's move on from this. This was very long. I, I count nine minutes here of them talking. So, and then at the end, yeah, it it ends sense. with uh, Jay White powdering out to babyface MJF. So, yeah, and people fear MJF. Uh, this was a good backstage interview with Jim Ross and Darby and Christian. I thought this went really well. This was intense. There was a lot of just really deep, deep cutting stuff in this. And Darby just really went at him about the thing about it. he does where he makes fun of people's dead relatives. And he, t he took it on straight on. And he was like, fuck, I don't give a fuck about dying. Not afraid of dying. So uh, this is going to happen at Wrestle Dream on Sunday. This should be a, a good match. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most on that card. I, if I, I agree. If I were to watch one match. Be good. Any any thoughts before I move on? I think it was great. I think I think the you know Christian continues to going after dead people. <laughs> it's pretty I, I don't know. It's kind of low. This time he said is your is your uncle going to be in attendance? That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, that's pretty that's pretty messed up. I don't know. And, you know, and then he said uh certainly in bad taste. Pretty, you know, bring, tell him, uh, what's his name? What was, uh, Nick, uh, what the heck is his last name? Nick? Nick, Nick Wayne. Wayne. To bring, you know, bring his mom or something. I mean, dude, Jesus Christ. He's going after every, he's going after everybody, man. People's moms. He's getting that heel I, I agree. I agree. And I'm for it. I'm for it. But there, there's a limit to, to continuously saying the same thing over and over again. Like, I think I get it at this point. Like, I'm getting, I get that he's trying to get that. But at some point, it becomes kind of cheap heat because you're constantly going for the same thing, you know. But I do. I mean, I'm not. I'm a big fan of Christian, so and I think I agree with you. This will be the best match of the night. I, I expect it to be the best match of the night. All right, Robert. Did you have any thoughts? Um. Yeah. I'm looking. Um. There's a There's a YouTube video of um. I saw someone like edited. You know, all the all the moments where um. Christian Cage said, "Your father is dead." And then oh yeah, he yeah. Into a song. Yeah. Um, oh, you you already said. I was I was gonna afford you the the YouTube video, but I guess if you already know about it, then um, I did bump into it. Huh? Oh, you I did? bumped into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Um, okay, Robert thinks it's hilarious, but <laughs> well, in a way, in a way, it is hilarious. But it, 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 God, I guess it's... someone actually took the time to edit everything and make it <laughs> but okay um yeah this was cool uh this this segment was cool and i'm i'm looking forward to this this match also i mean not much more i could add about that so looking forward to this match in wrestle dream all right let's see what else let's run through the rest of the show real quick Han is getting tired <laughs> you know okay Poor another four-way <clears throat> another four-way four this was orange cassidy uh, austin gunn Nick Jackson, or Matt Jackson, sorry, and Penta, which is ends up getting victory by uh, Orange Cassidy with the Orange Punch. Mm. So he might mm. get his international title back, but not off of Moxley like originally planned. So, okay, moving along. I know you guys don't really want to talk about OC. Another Julia Hart match. This time she's facing off against Willow, who I guess she missed it. And Willow's eye is all messed up from the mist. And she's la Julia Hart's laughing about it. It's sadistic. She's got a sadistic streak. And this was the ending. Somehow they figured, oh, this was a pretty good moonsault. You want to see Julia Hart moonsault? 
I think I'll give this five stars out of five. Woo! There you go. Not bad. The crowd was really hot for that, too. Crowd went nuts. Crowd went ape shit. Uh, what happened? <laughs> was there was there an afterbirth here? Oh, yes, she did. She put I her think, in her... Yes. And put I think her Statlander finishing move. came out, right? Yeah, Statlander made the save, so... Then Julia Hart powders out, so I'm looking forward to this match. <laughs> she hides behind Brody King, which is pretty good. Put her over. Put Julia Hart over. Um, so we're, we're gonna uh, get that. It. In. I doubt that's gonna happen, but it, it, yeah, I, you know, I I get what you're saying. Let's see what else we got. Oh, this was the last thing on the show. It was Swerve and Hangman Page doing a long discussion at a contract signing, WWE style contract signing. Mm. Very, very long one, long winded. Page has got problems. He knows it. He admits some of it. And uh, in the end, I think Swerve slaps him. And while he's signing, uh, the contract, Hangman Page is going to stab him in the in the hand. So then the, the security guards kind of pulled him apart. So I think that was the big spot that they planned for the to make us watch this whole 10-minute scene for that one little spot that was kind of cool. So, uh, I don't mind this. Not my favorite thing. But okay. I don't think you guys really want to talk about that, though. Just, if not... I just, point. I just had one point to make. Um, a couple of weeks ago when we were reviewing the, the first segment of, you know, you know Swerve um, confronting Hangman Adam Page, I remember I, I told you guys uh, the stuff that Swerve was telling Hangman Adam Page reminded me of a segment uh, a few years back when he was sitting at a table with Kenny Omega. And now he's at a, sitting at a table with sort of, I thought that was, I just had to point that out. Like, hey, they're, they're doing the same exact thing that um, I recalled when they, uh, when Swerve um, initially confronted Hangman at a page. Um, one other thing, I, I thought Hangman, Hangman was uh, pretty good. His, his promo, he, he um, I can't remember the exact stuff that he was saying, but like he, he was basically saying like, oh, um, Actually, uh, I have to thank you for, you know, like, uh, bringing me back to, like, you know, re realizing what's important, and now you're going to get the best of me. Uh, I thought he, he actually did pretty good in this segment, personally. Do you agree with Swerve at all that he might have gotten benefits from being friends with the Young Bucks? Well, had, had it I, easy? Did I agree with him? I mean, always, I've, a lot of people, including myself, thought that for a long time. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Vlad's nodding his head in agreement. Okay. <laughs> I have, but I have no comments to say about this because I care, I care nothing about this. Less all right, all right. All right, let's conclude the show. One last segment that was at the very last second, last 30 seconds yeah. of the show, was masked men beating up somebody that we eventually see is Jay White. I love when it's masked men, masked uh, mystery men. <laughs> You know, but they did reveal it pretty quick. So right away, you see it's it's MJF in the devil mask. So he's being he's being heel here. He's he's got his dark side. Very interesting character, yeah. MJF. Very. Yeah, interesting. I don't think it's MJF. Well, I mean, yeah, I, it's MJF just because he's wearing the mask. It's it's, it's yeah, I don't probably think somebody else. else. What the fuck? Just because. It's it's someone well, it's someone trying to you know make well, it look like MJF. Like yeah, somebody that exactly what Robert said. I, it's somebody that's making it seem like it's MJF because it's four guys there, so it's like it could be, it could be a, it could be just a, it could be a number of people. Honestly, I guess it, 
it could be uh, uh, the kingdom, I guess, and it was the Roddy, possibly, maybe. Uh, who else could it be? It could be. Well, I guess that's really it. I guess that's the only potential could be. Honestly, I'm not. I yeah, that, that's that's a strong possibility. Um, can't think of any other potential suspects, but I I, I definitely don't think that's MJF. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that thought at all for me, like like you guys did. I thought it was MJF. I was like, "Yep, he's pulling out all the stops because Jay White is a serious business. He's gotta, he's gotta get serious here." If it if it was MJF, I I don't think he would have. They would have just showed it. They would have just, yeah, just, just showed his face. Like he, yeah. he wouldn't need to wear the mask. So the fact that um, they're hiding their faces that made me think like that's not him. <laughs> Somebody else. We'll oh man, it's, that was a juicy tidbit at the end, though. Like, yeah, old school WCW old style, school. last second. Yeah, yeah, I kind of liked it. It was, it was good. That was probably, I don't know where it goes, but where it's actually all leading to. But you know, as far as that thirty seconds was kind of interesting. All right, then. So that was dynamite. Let's get your grades on this one. Um, Man, I can't even remember. Like, I think Collision had some better matches. I can't remember anything really strong on this show match-wise. They had that MJF, Jay White promo that was pretty epic and historical. Um, I don't know. I think I'll give this one a worse grade than Collision. Yeah. Maybe like a C-. minus. Yeah. And only the MJF thing saving it. That sounds about right. I, I, believe it or not, that's actually where I'm headed as well. C- is probably on where... Yeah, C minus is about right. All right then. So, what's the deal? We're gonna keep doing this. AEW reviews are they still fun for you? Are these? Sh- I mean, some shows are better than others. Like the Dynamite Grand Slam was kind of nice. That was pretty fun. This one was not as much. We were just really trying to dig for stuff to enjoy here. But um, what do you think? Collision um, and Collision and Dynamite still? You think it's worth it to do Collision? As of right now, I think it is. Until it, if it really falls off a cliff, then okay. But I, I agree. As long as it has like Starks and Danielson and a couple other FTR, I guess it is worth covering. Um, yeah. I mean, so I guess if you're asking, should we continue? Yeah, I mean, it's a wrestling thing, and it's fun to talk about AEW because they're. You never know what the hell is going to happen on AEW, bro. They're so out of control that anything could happen at any point. So I, I guess we might as well keep doing it. All right. Well, listen, thank you guys for coming on. We got through this show. This was kind of tough for me. I, I feel okay. Once, yeah. we, once I hit record, it wasn't so bad. But I, I was kind of – I it did cross my mind to cancel the show. But, no, we can't do that. The Malapert Smarks out there need our commentary. They need it. They so need it. We show up. They need. I well, show up. Well, they need. Yeah. I, I'll show up no matter my condition. Okay. I think it, it didn't turn out so bad though. I was fumbling around no. a bit with certain names, but um, the last thing I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you and Conan. Um, so the last thing I guess we could go over Raw, SmackDown and Raw real quick because Robert didn't see it. Do you want me to? Should I want to just give a couple of things that happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. a couple quick tidbits if Robert doesn't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Because he didn't, he didn't see it, so I might as well fill him in a little bit. So SmackDown from September 22nd, here's something that I clipped, was EO Sky versus Asuka for the women's title. For the, 
right. And uh, Charlotte and Bailey had, went at it outside, and this, that was enough of a distraction for Asuka. And she ends up getting beat by Eosky. But that was that was a pretty decent matchup. For every, compared to everything else on SmackDown, this was pretty good. So if I if I had known that they were, they were going to have a match, I probably would have watched it. I'm, I'd be interested in watching. It. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally skipped all of it. I just skipped to the end. But Eosky keeps the title. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, there's some bloodline it was, stuff. It was, it was okay. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. I agree with Vlad. It was it was not great. It was not bad, but it wasn't like epic or anything. There was distraction to to the finish. Uh, the storyline with the bloodline. If I could explain this, which me and Vlad have lambasted recently, but Jimmy Uso apparently is back in the bloodline, unless it's a swerve, which I don't get that. So they've been feuding with John Cena and AJ Styles. So they try to make a tag team match with Cena and Styles for the pay-per-view. And Paul Heyman's like, no, Roman has to approve that. And Jimmy's like, all right, we'll ask him, you know. And this whole thing just makes no sense that Jimmy's hanging out with them again. Um, so Cena shows up to do the contract signing. They're going to have a match at, what is their next pay-per-view called? Fastlane? Tag team match, him and AJ Styles, good pairing. But AJ, uh, his music hits and he doesn't show up because he got uh, attacked backstage by Jimmy Uso. So he he gets taken to the hospital. (laughs) Jimmy, uh, you didn't show you didn't show the funny when Solo did the flying thing and nobody saw it actually where he landed. I thought that was actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. I don't get ridiculous. I missed that too. He flies. I don't know what is he flying off of. That's a bunch of speakers or something. It's supposed to be AJ there, but we don't see nothing. And he just yeah. Well, it was probably just a bunch of pillows, man. Shit. It was just a bunch of yeah, just some fluffy pillows. Yeah. So that's that. I guess that's the feud they're building. See, Roman's not around though. So Jimmy Uso and. Solo are just handling this as best they can with Heyman around. Uh, as I said, AJ Styles got carted off, so I don't know if that match is going to happen. I don't know. I didn't really pay too close attention. Um, but Cena comes out at the end to kind of have have a little brouhaha with with uh, Solo and Jimmy, and I think they best him. They leave him laying. Yes. So that's the way the show ends. That's the way SmackDown ends. Well. well but uh, what I heard is that LA Knight is supposed to be the replacement partner and that's supposed to be going with this whole thing. But I guess he got uh, COVID right on this specific show. So they couldn't, so they couldn't bring him out for this segment. And they're hopeful that he will be, that he'll, they're hopeful that LA Knight will be ready to go by Fastlane. As they expect him to be, to come in and save the, save the day for Cena. Well, when is Fastlane? I don't know. Tomorrow. I think it's next. Oh, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last thing, we'll just run through Raw. You know, I was telling Robert earlier, Vlad, before you got connected to us, that the problem with going through WWE shows is that man, they're so convoluted. Like the the storyline angles are not good. They're not important, but they're very complicated to explain. You know, that's the (laughs) that's the difficulty of it. Like I wish it was simpler so that I could just run through it. But I'll do it as best as I can here. So Cody, no, I mean, once again, you did You did pretty good with SmackDown. I think you yeah, the mo- most important tidbits. Most of the other shit was bullshit. But. Uh, so Cody yeah. comes out here at Open Raw again, and he's um, 
talking about Jay Uso, he's he's glad that he didn't join the Judgment Day last week. So, and then the Judgment Day come out. They set up a match or something, Vlad. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> they must have. Um, probably. What else are they going to do, bro? I don't know. No, but the main event of the show turns out being that tag team title match. It was. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That's the, right. the Judgment the Day against Sammy and KO. That's right. So yeah, they so. can't set up a match, right? Because they already have a tag team title match for the main event. That's right. But it's just a it's just a continual distraction. It's a, the Cody Rhodes watch. He's supposed to be fighting for the huh. title, but continuously distracted well, think, by him. Well, the one thing you may have missed is that Cody kind of mentioned that, that somebody's supposed to be traded to SmackDown. And I think he's hinting that he's going to be the one traded to SmackDown. Oh, uh, interesting. Went to Raw. Oh, so really? That could, set up, that could set up a thing. I didn't catch that. I did catch yeah. that he said that, but I didn't catch that. That's that's interesting, Vlad. Very, I, very I astute. Think hinted, I think he hinted at himself that he will be the one going to SmackDown. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you didn't watch it. We get it. But, but yes, that did happen. And I think you, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Cody sometime soon might be going to SmackDown so he could continue his thing with, with Roman at some point. That would be nice. I would be, I would be all for that, man, for things to come full circle. Uh, yeah. Let me see what, what it, else I, I could... It, uh... And I think it has to happen. I think it has to happen. Thank goodness. Thank goodness they're not as horrible as we thought. So hopefully. Let's, I'll keep my fingers crossed. We'll see. I'll yeah, believe it we'll when see. I see it. We'll so this was that Dominic Mysterio Dragon Lee match for the North American title that was lauded, critically acclaimed. If you want to watch a good <laughs> wrestling match, a la uh, Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis back in the days. Uh, I don't have many hit clips from it, many highlights, but it was a really good match. And then Dominic ended up winning with the frog splash fives. So it's good to give yeah, Dominic he, a win. Yeah, he won a clean, and he did it without Rhea, who's been out and and stuff. Oh. So he, he, won this by himself. he won this by himself. What happened yeah. with Rhea? She got squashed by Nia Jax. Oh, she, oh so she's legit injured then. Okay. I think so, because how could you not be after that? I think she's legit injured, and they're covering it up as a, as a work. I think that that big bitch did something to her. Well, that's not with the name. That's not with the name calling. All right, but yes, she is pretty big, and she landed right on her. Um, pretty well, bad. I would have broke my ribs. I'll tell you that. So. No, but it was it was actually confirmed that she got injured, or they never it never. No, ended. well, they're using it as an angle on the storyline, but I'm just saying from the way it looked, it, it must yeah. have been real. But okay, so Dom gets a win. Yeah. Without her. Nice. Good. Finally. Something to make him look good. Um, let me see what else. Oh, so here's Nia Jax. She now, says she's gonna, speaking of... She's going to squish everybody, okay? Yep. <laughs> she did say that. She did say that. Uh, That's kind of weird. Are they going to keep she, using she that, that move? Wait, she said yeah. it? Yeah, she's oh. going to squash or squish. I forgot exactly which one, but yes. She's, that's basically yeah. her point. She had a match, but I'm, I'm skipping that. Uh, so this was the tag team title match. Uh, rematch. We already moved to the main event. You see how quick Kayon moves on WWE? Dude, most of the stuff most of the stuff is filler, man. Like most of these matches aren't worth mentioning. Really. That was another there was literally another two hours that Kayon just skipped right through. Oh god. It was worthless. It was worthless. But Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, man. We we don't have all day here. Oh yeah. Oh exactly. the JD Mc, yeah. JD McDonough when the ref wasn't looking. I don't know if you caught that, Robert. Hit uh, Sami Zayn with the belt. 
Oh. And save the titles for Judgment Day. So the one thing they were mentioning on the show pretty often was that Dominic had his match for his title, and these guys had their match for their title. So people were saying, oh, you guys are going to leave championship lists, and Rhea's going to come back and tear you to shreds. So they were trying to hold on to what they had, and they did at the end of the night. So they're still, still the champions. Uh, anything yeah. happened at the end of the well, show? The, well, the one uh, thing you just was like, there was a big brawl before with everything that was going on, and then Cody came in, and Dominic came in, and then it was kind of crazy, but then McDonough snuck in with the, the title, as, as you showed Robert. But I, I thought this was kind of a good good ending to the match, and I agree with, if you're going to try to get these Judgment Day, more, I mean, they're already over, but like even more over this nice, nice win for them. All right. Well, that's it. I think we I survived the show. Thank God, man. You did it, man. You did it. It's important to me to do one every week, man. I don't know why. Like, there's no one really. It's not like a, a homework assignment or a work assignment that's, like, due. But I just feel some kind of responsibility to myself, you know. But thank you guys for coming on. Um, I wasn't sure how today's show would go because it, it was a mostly AEW-heavy show. A little bit of that pro wrestling top 500 talk. Was was kind of interesting. I'm uh, I'm happy we got through it, man. Good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you guys. Have a good night. All right, guys. Well, all right. Until, until totally next week. Yeah, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna say goodbye, guys, because I'm going to sleep. I gotta get some rest. Try oh, to yeah. kick this cold. Oh yeah. But... Get some rest, bro. Go to sleep. All right, dude. Feel better, bro. All right. Till next week. Hopefully, you guys. Can